Welcome to Spectre in the Fog, a homebrew Call of Cthulhu Chaosium game. Well, here we are, at the beginning of a new chapter. So without further ado, please sit back and enjoy this Session Zero for Spectre in the Fog, Series 4, Echoes from the Void. Okay, right. Ah, as a coughing, that's a great way to start. Penis. I can't Sorry. get rid of it. Got something in my throat. <clears throat> can't, can't you get rid of the penis? Chris? I can't get rid of my penis occupation. <laughs> Hello, everyone listening to this. This is our session zero for series four. Um... I am George, and I am reprising my role as the Keeper of Arcane Law. Um, with me today, we have uh, Daniel, Chris, uh, Zuki, and Ben. Uh, currently, Chris is stuck with an occupation of penis. Um, <laughs> and we're soon just going to be going around the group and just sort of explaining some ideas. I thought he was just describing you. Wow. Wow, that's, that's, a, savage, that's a savage attack, man. No regrets. No regrets. No regrets. no regrets. no regrets. Just go for it. Right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, just a brief sort of like overview of what happened before. So, we, we finished uh, Series 3 that was uh, created and run by Zuki. I thought it was freaking amazing. And if you'd listened back to the previous episode, you would have heard our, our debrief where we went through everything. Um, if you have any other questions, just drop them to us on Discord, Twitter, wherever. Um, but in terms of going forwards, we're now entering C uh, Series 4. Uh, and Series 4 is going to be a, a bit of a departure from what we've done before. Um, series 4 is taking us 200 years into the future. Uh, in fact, 200 years to the day after... Uh, Zonareth's assault on uh, on uh, Onri's island um, in the previous previous series. The so, so, can I ask one major thing then? Could you yes. make maybe three hundred years into the future, so maybe then I'll have finished paying off my mortgage thanks to the fucking Tories. No, no, it's, it's only two hundred. It's only two hundred. So you're still going to be paying back that. Uh, 6.5% uh, interest on your mortgage. So, yeah. We're not dating this or, or, or showing our political affiliation in any way, shape or form. Yes, no, we're very apolitical here at Spectrum yeah. the Vogue. Um, also, if anyone cares, I fix my penis problem. Get it. <laughs> get it. So, um... The setting. This is going to be a brief overview of the um, of the time period that that you guys are going to be playing in, and then from this, I hope that you're going to be able to draw enough inspiration to be able to set up our characters. Um, so the year is um, twenty one thirty nine. It's two hundred years since the uh, since the events on. Henri Cabanal's island uh, off the coast of France um, 
and within that span of 200 years um Zolareth's come back more than once uh and has essentially left the earth in a state of it's habitable but there's a lot of places that have uh been lost a lot of cities um a lot of um, mountain ranges and more importantly a lot of our natural resources have gone because Zonoreth was essentially feeding off of the planet um, not to worry though uh, a, a, a joint coalition of the uh, chapel committee and the foundation did ultimately end up uh, defeating Quoty Fenger's Zonoreth or at least banishing him from our from our plane of existence our, our realm um, but at a great cost and this has now left the Earth in a situation where, for us to be able to expand as a species and as a as, as a as a planet, um, we now need to start taking advantage of the resources that exist within our solar system, and that means going to places like Venus and Mars and, and Jupiter um, to mine ores and uh, precious materials and basically collect any resources we can from those places to make sure that we don't die out as a species um, series four is set on um, a space station uh, called an orbital rig uh, and this space station actually sits above uh, Jupiter uh, where it collects precious metals and ores from the atmosphere um, the station that you that you'll be visiting in this series is called Astrid 5 Babylon and... 5. Sorry? Babylon 5. I thought uh, I was yeah. about to do the Babylon 5 joke when you did the intro. Oh, yeah. I should have done Babylon 5, shouldn't I? And then said, and then some aliens turn up, and then the first part of the series is really good, but then it gets really shit and people stop watching it. Um, no. Um, I like that show all the way through. Fuck you. <laughs> I, I vaguely remember, like... It was it was like really good to start off with, and then stuff kind of changed a bit, and it got a bit weird, and then I don't know. Well, it turned I, out that two of the old aliens races were basically the devils and the angels, but they were both cocks, so you know. Okay, well there you go. Just got a bit weird. Um, so the space station you're going to be visiting is Astrid Five. Um, Astrid Five has uh, sustained uh, minor damage. And you, the crew of the Wistful Badger, um, have been employed or contracted by the company to head out to Astro 5 and you know, uh, uh, make repairs and essentially restock the station, which hasn't actually um, been visited in about 250 Earth rotations. Um, so it's uh yeah it's it's been a while since since ashford five have been visited and that's basically the setting for this scenario uh you're all going to be uh, mechanics engineers uh scientists that sort of ilk uh it's a very hard sci-fi setting so i want you guys to think uh alien um i'm drawing a lot of inspiration from the alien isolation game so there's going to be things like cassettes it's going to be very sort of 80s sort of like you know late 70s early 80s feel sci-fi so there's going to be like some sort of blade runner aspects and bits and pieces in there as well in terms of the style of how this 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 scenario is going to look um 
So going off of the first two seasons of Red Dwarf was perfect for this. Yes. Well, there you go. I mean, you know, if you're using that as inspiration, perfect. So, yeah, going going by that brief synopsis of of the um, of what this series is going to be, um, I'm just going to start the ball rolling, um, Ben, because you came up with such a great character last time with Bug Eye Barry. Um, what what are your thoughts on your character for series four? Um. <clears throat> So, my thoughts thus far, because obviously it's being um, tied to a mechanical role. Um, I'm assuming that these ships has uh, things like androids or robots or drones or that sort of thing. Yep. Yep. Ish. There will be there will be sort of like a a synthetic. I wouldn't say humanoid, but like synthetic creature aspect to some of it, because obviously some things we people will not be able to do even in compression suits or space suits whatever so well yeah that'll be one way of uh, dealing with stuff outside you send a drone or something out there wouldn't isn't it yeah exactly um so i was thinking about having something loosely tied off to that as a that primary sort of uh, thing yeah yeah i like the idea of that that sounds it sounds very niche but obviously then your skill set would apply to other aspects of of the space station as well Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously to manning the wistful badger so um, yeah no like it uh, Zuki what are your thoughts on what sort of character you would like to play and what sort of role they would have as a crew member of said badger of wistfulness so you said that uh, it was kind of like um, alien stroke outland sort of feel to it so yeah, very so sort of high sci-fi. Where we're exploiting... Uh, yeah, yeah, so that... like And Blade Runner as well, they're all kind of feel... Yeah. The same sort of feel for it. Um, so yeah, I mean, a lot of the themes of that are to do with... Um, yeah, sort of... The exploitation of people and resources and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I was maybe going to go for like a union rep. Oh, um, nice. Who also is a... Like, obviously, works at the coalface. So kind of like... Um, Oh, I can't remember what the name of the character in Alien was, but uh, yeah, like the, the the second guy to die <laughs> in Alien, whose name escapes me. Um, not, no, it wasn't Tex, was it? No, he was the captain, wasn't he? No, that's Dallas. <laughs> Dallas, yeah. I, I said Tex because Dallas, Texas. Right. So yeah. The guy with the hat. That was Dallas. That yeah. Guy with the hat. No, no, Dallas was Red. the beard. Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah. Um, Although more of an English version of him. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. I like that. Um, and then what yeah, sort of specialty would be? Oh, I'm still having to think about that. Other okay. than pissing off the management. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. I mean, just going yeah, back to bureaucracy. <laughs> Are you basically going to be the RMT union, Zuki, in <laughs> space? <it>. Yeah. <laughs> the entire season, we're just on strike. <laughs> yeah, the entire season gets cancelled because we don't we don't record it. Uh, Zuki puts us on strike. Not allowed, you know, certainly not going to do any work. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, just quickly going back to Ben. So, what, so your your specific role is going to be like you're thinking like droid maintenance. That'd be sort of like your speciality, I guess, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then would just just 
drilling down on that, have you had any thoughts on whether you're going to be solely mechanical or are you going to have like a software aspect to it as well? Um, you're going to be able to like hack stuff and you know. Yeah, maybe maybe like dabble in it, but I think probably more along the hardware side of things. Okay, um, cool. So like you know, with taking things apart, looking at cabling or um, you know. Uh, maybe hacking into like potentially doors I'm assuming that they're going to be remotely controlled or whatever um, yeah yeah so but... like um, like hot wiring stuff that kind of thing yeah yeah nice nice so you're like a you're like a, a space carjacker who fixes robots legal one but yeah let's go with that <laughs> or so or so you think oh we've already got oh. a twist in the story no spoilers Ben <laughs> So, um, so uh, uh, going up the list, uh, Chris, as you fixed your penis problem or your penis uh, malfunction, um, file of your sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> what are um, what are your thoughts on what your character is going to be and what what their role is going to play? So, given the setting, given the alien, so like you know, eighties horror kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I'm going to be going with a chap by the name of Ashley Cam, who works as an engineer, does a lot of cutting, particularly with saws. Mm -hmm. um, he tends to do a lot of the kind of grunt work, yeah, but he's got a bit of a mouth on it at the same time. He's a bit of a smarmy bastard. Nice, nice. Okay, okay. So when you say you're going to be your engineer, are you more... Um, Structural, or are you more sort of like a technical engineer? I guess engineer is probably the wrong word. Um, labourer? Maybe a step above labourer. Yeah, because you kind of played like, a labourer like last time, didn't you? Really? Like a cutter, like not a, not a, like a bender. Expert, but <laughs> <laughs> no, not a bender unit. <laughs> You're a bender. Bender unit. bending Rodriguez. <laughs> So, like, if you had, we're going to fix the ship, right? The guy you need to cut a, cut through a chunk of the ship to go and get to something. Say, if okay, to, to, you need to get through doors. You need to get welding, through, building specialist, so, something like that. Yeah. Or, or, or you want to? Will you be learning more demolitions? I guess a bit of both. I mean, it would, how yes. experienced demolitions are we on this? a space station's good I idea. Mean, yes. What one thing I'm saying off of you, I'm get I'm very much getting sort of like the idea of like a an upscaled like body repair shop guy. Like you understand how a ship should be put together, and you understand yeah, exactly. how the platings go, but you don't really understand like oh well, you know, I don't I don't necessarily get the cabling or like the ins and outs, of like the electrical systems or like the the software side of things. But yeah. I can build you this thing, and it's up to you to basically do the rest, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that sounds really cool. Um, and in terms of experience, um, you guys have actually sort of been on the job for over two years now before before having any R&R. &R. Uh, that's how hard the company works you. Um, so you, you're going to have a lot of hands-on on-the-job experience, I'm for sure. I'm really the idea of that strike. <laughs> well, I mean, some of that you might have been in, um, you might have been in stasis, I guess. Um, you know, even you got to think, even even at this point in time, traveling between Earth and Mars is still going to take you over a year, 
So you're getting between Earth and Jupiter. That's a long, that's a long way to go when you've, when you're only really sort of working on the upscale technology of what we have now. I mean, you got to th the other thing we need to think about as well for the setting, and then I'll, I'll, I'll get to you Dan about what you think for your character is, um, like obviously in the real world we haven't had an eldritch abomination or a god strip mining the resources from our planet and essentially shooting us or, or like holding us back from the technological advances that we have made um, it's called capitalism well i mean like 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 you know us being able to design rockets be able to go into space because we've got the resources to make the ships to do the satellites to do whatever you know this might have held us back so you, you kind of need to look at it like especially in this even in even though it's 200 years in the future and you know nearly 100 years from now from from where we are today um we're probably not too far ahead in terms of technology you know we're far enough ahead to be able to have a space station and be able to do stuff like that so that's relatively advanced but we still have the international space station so what you guys are going to be working on is just like an upscaled version of that really um, can can I just confirm that you were calling Boris Johnson an eldritch abomination? Uh, I'm cruel to eldritch abominations. No comment. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I yeah. Love eldritch abominations. <laughs> with 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 that, um, Dan, what is your thinking of your? character who they are and what role they will be playing within this scenario well what i've got is that his name is dave hollins okay but then listening to what everyone else has done i figure you probably need a foreman on this team i kind of feel like maybe zuki's character would probably have that kind of role covered as a, no, as a union rep he would have that. Sorry, the union rep would literally be my my either the guy i report to or my aunt nemesis so you know oh so we're, so we're creating conflict within the group then oh no i just said he's either the guy i report to or my aunt's nemesis okay all right, well then again, all right. then again it's a ship we're on a ship aren't we that goes around doing repairing yeah yeah mm. wistful badger captain. i mean is somebody else the captain well, I mean, this is the thing. We don't know what what Dan is going to do as his character. Well, I'm asking well, like, are just the people on the ship than us. Like, is it just us on the ship, and we're the only well, people? Or well, there, there is people? there is one other person who is on the ship with you, and he 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 kind of is your commanding officer. Um, you are going through space well, on the wistful badger with. Uh, with a uh, Captain Sydney Sunshine McLaren. Uh, Sunshine because Sydney's fucking miserable um, all the time. He doesn't like being out in space. It's not his thing. He prefers to be on solid ground, whether it be a space station or, you know, terra firma, as it were. So you do you do already have a captain, but I mean, he sort of pilots the ship. He kind of gets the orders from the company and takes you guys where you need to go so in that sense he is like your boss but the actual i guess role of leader could always be up for interpretation um in this kind of situation yeah we can't really have two captains so yeah we have to be but it, that's a pretty small repair crew i guess but yeah i mean you guys 
are very you, you you're sort of sent out to do minor repairs so you're not you you if so if like a whole solar panel gets blown off a off a satellite off, off, of off a space station that's not your job you 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 guys are really there to deal with the, the mundane sort of repairs that when things go wrong but also uh, maintenance work not to get too far into the story because i don't want to spoil anything right now but i mean like like minor damage that, that a satellite or a space station might get during service so if like a small a small like uh, meteor strike or something has knocked knocked out something or it's, it's breached a hole in the in the ship a small hole it wouldn't have to be big remember because everything's pressurized and obviously space isn't pressurized um you'd be out to sort of repair that kind of damage so especially well, with these, yep, these unmanned space stations then or uh, so no, they have their own repair crews for example uh no so the space stations are manned but the way the way the company works is it has its own repair crews that go around so the space stations are leased um, to other organizations that send out their own crews to man it and basically mine the ores off of off of the planet. So in this case, uh, Astro 5 um, is owned by the company. I'm using quotey fingers when I say these sorts of things. So owned by the company, but is leased to a, a, a subsidiary that essentially runs the day-to-day -day operations, but they don't have their own on-site repair crew. So think that we're um, we're like an outsourced managed service provider. Um, I mean, j j just for realism's sake, you'd probably have say, you can patch this, but if something has gone seriously wrong, we're the specialist you call in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's if, the sort if, of that's the sort of feel if, that I've if, gone if for. If something has gone through the side of the hull, you can probably patch that because that is actually relatively easy to get an airtight weld. Whereas if something's gone through the side of the hull and taken out the solar panel. We're more your Xbox who's going to replace that. Actually, no, solar panels, again, quite easy to replace. Like if, if a computer core has gone out and we need something completely reprogrammed or... Yeah, yeah. But I mean... It's the, more like, the, I guess, it would be like really, really big things, like things that you're not going to have in storage. Hmm. You know, so it's structural, structural stuff, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's literally... Something else you would have spare parts for, surely, and you have people that could repair those things. Otherwise, you're going to... When you're talking about losing potentially months of work if you can't repair locally surely so that well uh, again like these space stations are, are quite large um, probably too large for what they need to do um, they are staffed by a, a relatively big crew um, obviously some of them will have overlap into actually being able to repair certain essential services that need to be repaired but if like part of like a deck further up gets taken out in a meteor strike or like something falls off and smashes into it there's a breach more than likely they're just going to seal off that area and just not use it because the space station is big enough as it is it's not it's not as long as it's not going to make the make it um dangerous or a full structural uh fully structurally compromised to the point where the whole thing is going to like either drop into orbit or just fall apart um they, t they tend to leave it but obviously like essential stuff like you know oh you know we need to replace a spark plug in whatever but they will have people there to do it but part of your role as as this maintenance crew is to obviously is to also restock those supplies so they can do those things so you are an integral part of how the organization works um you do have to go out and do these things okay. and well that's cool i mean that's the premise but let's yeah, yeah. 
yeah. just do the characters then, I guess. Yeah. So, so understand it. Going with that, so we've got we've got uh, Ashley Campbell, we've got David Holland, um, Zuki Jobsworth Slater. Um, I think also my characters, as well as being the union rep, is probably super. He's like very close to being fired by the company, but he's too good at maneuvering them, and he's probably on the take in like major ways. So I think he's maybe also smuggling stuff onto the space station in order to sell it to these poor bastard miners that don't have anything. So he's basically he makes lots of money on the side, and he's a bit what, of a crim. What kind? What kind of things are you going to be smuggling? I mean, like. Chocolate. Um, cigarettes, cigarettes, uh, pornography, uh, uh, synthetic drugs, maybe. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I'm liking this character more and more. <laughs> Sorry, did, did we actually even decide what my character was? Because it seemed get, kept getting overwritten. So I was like, Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got, we've got. What am I? Be, I mean, it sounds like you could be the second in command, or at least the head of the the, the repair crew, as opposed to the captain of the ship. Well, I've always thought yeah. you were that because you were the union rep, but. No, no, well, I, no. If, I think if you're going I'm to be a foreman, managerial. That, I'm not yeah. a managerial man. That is that is your job, sir. I am merely representing the common man and the rest of the crew. Okay, because I was just going to. I, I was thinking then I would probably just be a very, very intelligent engineer with like zero people skills. <laughs> I mean, um, again, that that um, could that could lead to some very funny situations. You, either you play a manager where people are obviously going to be. Um, depending on how you are, distrustful of you anyway, or you you play someone who who people should want to be able to approach, but you have so much social ineptitude that you cannot communicate with people in a game which is all I'm, about role play. I'm that's a little too close to real life, mate. I'm not sure I want to play that. Oh, is that cutting too deep? Too deep. Everything else, all, 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 all the insults about my sex life, not a problem. That one, I just have burned myself too much. I'm like, oh no, I'm, I'm sad now. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, somebody has to be the kind of guy in charge of the team, unless it's this Captain Geezer. I'll, I'll, I'll play like the chief engineer, but I, I would have been very bright, but also incredibly bad at the corporate ladder then. Okay, so kind of like. I, a... give, I, I give zero fucks about paperwork, which is probably why. Sorry, Zuki, what's your character? Um. Jack, Jack Slater. Right. So, uh, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger's. This is this is why uh, Jack Slater is there because he can fill in all the paperwork. I can just make all this stuff happen. I can do the engineering sides of it, most of it. But if it comes to filling in a reform or a report, it's no. And if it comes to talking to management, my general attitude is fuck off and let me build my things. So, so is it? So it's the thing that. that Together because you cover up for how shit I am at dealing with people. Well, no, because I'm already I'm already seeing a, 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 an intrinsic link here of you know that Jack is doing things he shouldn't be doing. Jack knows that you're inept at your job when it comes to paperwork. So you yeah. both kind of have this weird symbiotic relationship. Oh, you absolutely. don't rub each other in, but you know you've got something over the other. Okay, That's I was a... going to do an actual form of camaraderie, and this is why we work together. But okay. Well, no, because like you can still be you can still be like friends, but you know that if one of you was to do something the other didn't like, you know that you could you could oh, yeah. the room. Then it goes into a full comedy sketch because then the other one would dob the other in, and then you'd both get sacked. Yeah, so we, we've got MAD going on. Yeah, yeah, you you you've got mutually assured destruction. <laughs> what does that sound? 
And by the way, yes, Jack Slayer is the character from Last Action Hero. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, but no, no, nobody's got what Dave Holland is from yet, so I'm quite proud of that one. I have managed to get that deeper cut. But where, where is, where is your your Dave Holland's coming from? No, 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 no. no. I'm not sharing it now. Somebody's got to fucking figure it out. All right, Google. Oh yeah, the Welsh former footballer. Dave Hollins, yeah. Oh, he's also an American former third baseman in the Major League Baseball. Well, there we go. So it's some sort of some sort of sport thing. Yes, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. My whole life, and I'm I'm so into my sport. Yeah, no, I'm surprised because normally you don't really talk about sports at all. So for you to come up with this deep sports deep cut, I'm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like. I, 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 my immediate thought when you came up with your name was this is going to be some sort of reference to something like Red Dwarf or um, some sort of obscure character, something like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy or something to do with um, another obscure sci-fi thing that's more obscure Wait. than the sorts of things that Wait. I would watch. Yeah. Yeah, it I've is. I've got it. Oh. That Dave Holland, a mature student from Lincolnshire, appeared as a contestant on series 19 of the British version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? There we go. He won a thousand pound. That's the cut. Who <laughs> wants to be a millionaire? Into deep space. That's where it is. Who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah. Wiki fandom. There we go. There we go. Uh, so, shall we do stats? How are we doing? Yeah. So, I'm thinking for all your stats, again, it's up to how you want to do it. I, I'm not a fan of min-maxing. I know, Daniel, you you kind of veer towards min-maxing whenever you create your characters. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, just your, just your standard. I think it's something like you get 460 for your occupational skills and then it's 240 for any personal skills you want to take. Um, you can well, how, roll... I mean, the actual stats, the strength con decks... Stuff. Oh, so you mean your actual um, your yeah. physical attributes? That's the start of it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, we can roll for those if you want. Let me just grab my uh, my handwritten instructions on this because I'm I'm, I'm super prepared. Quick fire one. I don't know. Um, um, I mean, quick fire can be fun. Um, it is a good way to to get a very broad idea of what your characters or how your characters look and how they will how they will be if that's the right way to put it I'll um, take the ones I pulled up earlier thinking about it um, they're random enough I know yeah those ones you rolled are like amazing stats so yeah you should yeah, keep them. I was looking at them and I'm yeah actually I'll take yeah. them so um so we're going to get standard array or standard set of points for skills. Then what was that you were saying? Uh, so your so your your standard. Uh, so okay. So for your your characteristics. So I'm going to say like your strength and whatever. Um, you can choose. You can either do for your strength, con, dex, power, and appearance. You roll a three d six times five. And then for your education, intelligence, and size, it's a two d six plus six times five. Or you can use the um, the quick assign, uh, quick roll option for your um, for your characteristics. So that would be 80, 70, 
two lots of 60, three lots of 50, and one 40. Uh, it's completely up to you guys how you want to do that. Um, obviously, the, the, the first option kind of goes to like a min-max kind of thing, but... Can you say it again, sorry? Yeah, I tuned out completely. 80, 70, <laughs> 60, 60, what? So you've got 80, 70, 60, 60, yeah. three lots of 50, so three fifties. Character yeah. monster, it does it for you. Yeah, yeah. If you don't use the character monster. Yeah, I'll click that now. Where's oh. the character monster? Sorry. Well, you you the, character. the choice. Yeah. Yeah. You have to um, you have to summon him then by um, performing a specific dance. Oh, I just sacrificed a chicken. Oh, so you've got badger. you've got the different kind of character monster. That's what you've 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 brought forth. I still, I, 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 you all talked over each other when you said to click something, so I still don't know what you said. So you open your character and you'll have yeah. a menu saying character mantra is one of the options. Where? Open yeah, the character thing. I'm on. You've probably already gone past it then, I don't know. Um, I can see bio info, it. character sheet, attributes, and abilities. Go to character there. sheet. Yeah, character sheet. You go to intro. And do you just know. have a blank character sheet now? Yeah, if you've gone past it, you're a bit screwed. Yeah, oh, just, just okay. put it in manually. Or create a new character. Mm. Okay, well, well, what were the numbers again? Sorry, 50, 50, 50, what? Wow, okay. Just yeah, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, when you when you've typed that out, Chris, you put yeah, 80, 70, 60, 60 M. Yeah, 60, 60 million. 50, 40. Get 60 million in one of them. Yeah. Put it in size and just break the game. So obviously professions wise we're all kind of similar. So what are the some occupational things? Right, okay, so Although, George, didn't you mention that there's a standard set of points for these skills, then? Or is it based on education and intelligence? Um, again, per, um, professional, um, from, from memory, when it comes to assigning your skills... So, skill point allocation. You can do quickfire skills, where you get a standard array of, of, of uh, points, which I can put up for you. And then you get a certain set for your personal skills. And then you have uh, standard skill allocation where you roll, um, you, where you basically roll for your skills. So for any occupational skills, it's your appearance times two plus your education times two. And that gives you the number. So that'll be sort of like, let's, in this case, let's say it's, you got 570. You can spread those 570 points among your occupational skills. And then for your personal skills, it's always intelligence times two. Um, again, that's up to you how, how you guys want to do that. It might be more interesting, especially for um, Ben, Chris and Daniel to actually try the um, the appearance times two plus education times two. Yeah. And that that be the number of skill points you have for your occupational skills. Yeah. Um, it's a bit more involved. It allows a bit more sort of um, 
like freeform character creation where you can have sort of like random numbers thrown in there. So you can have like 44 in something if you want to, instead of it being like a a hard sort of like zero or five. If that makes sense. Like a 70 it or like a long seven. time though, yeah, to do yeah. all those point allocations. I prefer the quick fire one, but yeah. So, what are our occupational skills? Right, okay, so as a standard, uh, as you are all um, essentially a maintenance crew, uh, you're all going to have the uh, a basic set. So let me just bring up a character sheet in front of me so I can, but can I tell you what just like We'd have maybe three or four skills as standard and the rest yeah. would be yeah. Yeah. optional, I guess, or based on some kind of career. Pretty much, yeah. So... Um, one thing you're all going to be able to do is um, mechanical repair of some description. Okay, how good you are at it again is down to your own uh, your own preference. Sorry, my mind went completely blank. Then you're all going to be able to do some form of electrical repair as well, even if it's literally just I can punch a cable end into a thing. Um, maybe uh, obviously with uh ben with his with his dealing with drones your character dealing with drones i think you're probably going to have a lot more mechanical and electrical repair skills than everybody else um because of the intricacies of you of, of working with drones that might not be very big you're going to have to be able to do both things quite well you're also all going to have um some sort of basic driving skill whether that's going to be aircraft or like a land vehicle like a rover or something because you need to be able to get between place to place you know you these space stations or even if you're working on on the planet so if you're working on mars big distances you're going to have to be able to drive so you, that's going to be a standard skill for you as well and the last skill that i want you all to add to your character sheets is um computer so computer isn't a standard skill on the sheets that we're using at the moment so you have to add that in manually so you can, you can add that in under science sciences but you will all have some level of computer skill um so that's whether you're end user or whether you're an admin you're going to have some sort of understanding of how computers work uh you know and this will this will lead into things like um like library use and whatever so if you need to i don't know look for a particular schematic which you know is stored on the space station you need to have uh, uh, an understanding of computer skills. You need to understand the architecture of where things are stored, but then you can also use library use with it as well as like a bonus if you wanted to. And we will we'll, we'll discuss that while we're playing and how that works, but you're all going to have a computer skill. Um, when it comes to everything else, um, so let's take um, uh, Jack Slater, for instance. Jack, as your... Um, a union rep representative um, clearly one of the things you're going to you, you're probably going to be very good at is persuading people being able to talk to people and 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 those sorts of aspects like maybe a bit of psychology in there as well so things like charm fast talk um, intimidation uh, persuasion and psychology they're all going to be sort of like your main skill set um, and then obviously you can take with your personal skills, you can say, "Oh, maybe he's he's actually he's got a little bit of medical knowledge as well," or you know, you you really up on your history, and that's why you're so good at 
working as a union rep or something like that. If that does that make sense? Yeah, um, I can see that. So what I would say is, you got you got everyone's got four main occupational skills. So I'll go for it again: electrical repair, mechanical repair, um, drive. So like drive auto, drive whatever. Well, we'll just put it down as drive auto for now, and computer. You all have those four. But then within your job, within your job role that you that you know, looking at the character sheet, or if you can think of a skill that you would have within reason, add it onto the sheet. So again, as I was saying for, for Zuki, for Jack, I'm thinking something like charm, a combination of charm, fast talk, intimidate, persuasion, and psychology. 100%, that is, that is a union rep skill set right there. Mm-hmm. And then obviously you can take other stuff on like sleight of hand and spot hidden, whatever else you want to do. Yeah, okay. Oh, uh, I will say as well, you all have a credit rating. Everyone has a credit rating as a, as a skill, no matter what occupational class or whatever you are within a Cthulhu game. So just remember, you all have a credit rating. It's up to you what that is. I'm not going to dictate what you put into that. Operate heavy machine the occupational just because the four occupational ones we've got I've spread some points into them yep. to what I feel like my guy would kind of be at with it I still have 120 points to spend in occupational and if oh, I put okay. them all in so he's going to be a god at everything how much was it for occupational and what was the other one again was it double four, appearance plus two? double education double appearance and double what plus education. double education okay so you add those two numbers together that you get, and that's how much, um, that's how many occupational skill points you got. Uh, Chris, in terms of your question, you are what we've kind of described as like a, you know, you, you're, um, you're essentially like a structural engineer. You're a, you're a guy that works in a space station body shop. Mm-hmm. So going with the theme that we've got of things like Blade Runner and Alien, there's going to be heavy loaders about. Are you the Ripley of the team who has the heavy loader license who can carry around the big panels to repair the ship? Maybe. Get away from her, you bitch. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I guess it would fit in and it saves me, instead of like having to put those 120 points into the things that yeah. thematically yeah. he probably wouldn't be good at, but on the sheet, if he's got like 80s across the board on them, it's a bit like, well. Yeah, no, I mean, I would, I would totally say something like that sleight of hand maybe as well for you as well um mm-hmm. when it comes to doing something like riveting or something but that could come into dexterity what else we've got on here maybe, maybe climb. yeah i mean climb again you, you'll be using ropes and pulleys to to get you if you have to like sort of shimmy up something um but you're gonna have to have that skill to be able to do it anyway so climb could definitely go into that yeah the occupational skills, what are they used for? Are they going to be pretty much anything that... Your, your occupational skills, so um, I'll use the example of uh, Cicero for you, Ben. As you were an anthropologist, obviously you had things like anthropology, archaeology, history, library yeah. use, because you're a, a learned man. I think you had language, and I think you had something to do with law as well. Yeah, and the any occult. sort of professional... Thing yeah. or so any yeah, any yeah, yeah. professional skill you think that you might have picked up as um, as sort of like a, a mechanic and electrical engineer for drones. So that's basically what your character is going for. Um, so again, things like so you've got those those main four. So maybe you might be really good at sleight of hand because 
you're going to need to be able to get into small spaces with your hands into these little drones to be able to repair something you know mm. you electrical repair to understand how to fix the thing but oh you know my big fat sausage fingers can't reach in i know i'll use sleight of hand you know that do you know what i mean it's like or if there's if there's another skill that you can think of maybe from your own experience of, of dabbling with bits and pieces i think i might need to be able to do this thing as long as it makes sense um, mm. to you so you can add your own skills if there's something on the sheet that doesn't fit exactly what you've got in mind add it onto the sheet mm. so if you want to add troll onto the sheet ben under i don't know survival or languages you could do that oh, and then be more sarcasm um i have like 120 in it yeah 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 just give yourself 120 in troll um at some point it's going to come up ben at some point now 121 in troll yeah oh yeah, uh, it's, yeah, that, yeah. it's that extra one you need yeah, isn't it? exactly because then you yeah. can never fail you activate exactly. troll you never fail yeah if you had a 120 you could fail it yeah. yeah yeah i mean to a degree if you're if, if someone comes to you and brings you a drone and you're like this drone's fucked i don't know what's wrong with it okay you could use you could use electrical repair but that's maybe more to repair the item um but you need to be able to figure out what's wrong with it. So maybe a praise might be a good thing to have. Because although... you're you're thinking about this all wrong, not thinking about ones that are broken. You're thinking about ones that are working, and you need to be able to ride them. So I think I should have a good few points in ride. So you want to be able to ride a drone, Ben? <laughs> yep, yep. I think that would come more that that would come more into your personal skills, not an occupational skill. That's fine. I could have both then. <laughs> But as, as an occupational skill, Ben, I think your character... Well, by the way, what is your character's name? Gary Gergich. Okay, Gary Gergich. Uh, I think you're going to need a praise because it'll be a good way for you to look at... to actually be able to look at something and go, okay, someone brings you a broken drone and you're like, oh, I want to do an appraise roll because I can't see anything obviously wrong. Appraise roll, you can work it out. I mean, appraise kind of works slightly differently because it's about maybe looking at the value or something or the provenance or something. But you could also use it in this sense to say, yeah, I could use appraise to figure out why this thing is broken. I mean, I feel like you could just as equally have something like troubleshoot or whatever. Yeah, I mean, uh, you could you could add troubleshoot just... on there if you think that if you think that. Fits that could better. be. Well, I could say that could apply to hardware software sort of things for like yeah yeah electrical you, genuinely ben if you think troubleshoot works better as a skill what's better than using using something like a praise sticks troubleshoot on your list because that makes sense to me just do it it's troubleshoot so if someone brings you something that's broken if you're trying to fix something i say to you it's not obviously wrong use your troubleshoot skill how do you spell troubleshoot is it t-r-o-l-l Well, I've got a help desk for how many years? <laughs> <laughs> Did you not? Uh, or I, is I it P-E-N-I-S? <laughs> oh, sorry, that, was, that problem was fixed, wasn't it? Sorry, that was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, no, I, I fixed my PC. He, he found it in the end. Yeah, he found it, yeah. He, he lost it. it. He, he lost misplaced it. it, and then he found it. He put it... He left it on the, uh, you know, just on the side as you come in through the house. Um, mm. You know, where you'd normally leave your keys or something. Just left Why it there. Why do you say I have six major wounds? <laughs> so I've already well, broken my gate, so... Because you've lost your penis, Chris. That's why. I'm going to cause, like, one, maybe two. <laughs> Why have I got six? 
I don't know. I can't get rid of them. Am I dying? Yes, your character's dead. Yeah. I am hoping I lose a hand at some point. Why? Okay. Ashley Campbell. Competent with saws. Oh, okay. Yep. So you're there doing you you're go. doing Ash of uh, you know Evil Dead Ash, right? Yes. You want a chainsaw hand? Yes, I want permission to say groovy every week. Groovy. Uh, I mean, Ash's name is Ash Williams. Yes, Bruce I know. Campbell I didn't want to go on the nose. Bruce Campbell yeah. is the actor. Yeah. Okay. Ash oh dear. I loved it when he was in Megas XLR as Magnanimous, and literally everything he did was just a combination of all of Bruce Campbell's best roles, <laughs> including giant piloting a giant Elvis mecha. Bubba Hope said it was a fucking great film. Oh dear. Uh, Zuki, how are you getting on with Jack? I'm doing okay. Yeah, I'm just going through the skills now. Should be done very soon. Yeah, so. Um, what sort of uh, personal skills do you think Jack has got? Seeing as he's uh, you go sort of like the union rep, you're sort of uh, you're probably going to be a bit of rough and ready. Are you going to go for any like brawling skills, or are yeah, you very I'm much a bit of brawling? I'm going to take a bit of uh, handgun. Or oh, I guess there's weapons and things they exist. Uh, there will be weapons. Um, I I'm going to say now. Any weapons that you will use will probably be found on the space station itself. Mm -hmm. um, company policy is for any crew that come onto a space station to either leave their weapons on their shuttle or to relinquish them to the security detail because they don't want another incident. Um, that may or may not be picked up on later on in the story but essentially any 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 weapons you come across or any any sort of like firearms you want to use will be in the security room or will be procured from the security room on on the astrid 5. failing that i mean we'll all have tools we could just dead space this oh yeah i mean you could just totally go like i'm gonna use this nail gun and would you like last time be using brawl for melee weapons as well or do we indeed yeah yeah i don't think there's any point in us going like too in depth on it like i'm gonna have a particular brawl skill for club or something no just if you can hit something you're going to be able to hit it relatively well with whatever object you're holding um okay cool 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 yeah i think i'm doing okay i'm just gonna check how much tools. do we how much do we get for the other um for personal uh, yeah personal skills is your intelligence times two so let's say you have an intelligence of 50, you get um, 100 points to spend for personal skills. I really wish I hadn't broken the character mancer because this is way harder without it. <laughs> like, I don't even know why I suddenly got points in different things because I just tried to make the sheet, screen, uh, sheet full screen and it's fucked it. That's okay, I mean, we can always make you a new sheet, that's not a problem. Yeah. Um, just. Just quickly, before things get a little crazy, um, you do actually have a skill cap of 75 in any skill that you have. So you can't oh, you can't be more proficient in something than 75. Um, you need to understand that if these characters then progress into a different story, which you know you guys might survive, um, you won't be able to. It will be really really difficult for you to level up. 
and also it kind of makes you if you've got more than 75 in something it kind of makes you like god tier level i'm good at this thing okay um george i am gonna need some serious fucking help with this then because it has just created me a sheet with a bunch of that spent automatically i'm like do i natively always have these or has it just randomly assigned things so all right, I'm recreating your sheet for you. Right, I will come out of that and just start again with the character mentor. So you should now see David Hollins again. So if you go into that, it should be a completely blank sheet and you should be able to character mentor the shit out of it. Yep, I just... If I do it full screen now, it's going to break it again. Yeah, don't do full screen. <sighs> Troubleshooting, ladies and gentlemen. Troubleshooting. You think you finished work at, at five o'clock, six o'clock, and then no, you're straight back into it again. Can we get a troubleshooting roll, please? Bollocks. Oh, we need a troubleshooting roll. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, so my troubleshooting skill is 70. Oh, I got a 32. Hard success, I think. I have successfully troubleshooted that problem, and Daniel, you cannot say otherwise. Oh, for fuck's sake. Dude, just make my sheet again. <laughs> for God's sake. I, I hate you don't understand. He I doesn't read something on this fucking sheet, it breaks it. It's my own fault. I've got a new monitor and its resolution is shite. Right, I'm de deleting this one more time. You fuck this up, right? Be it on your own head. It might be what? easier to type it all in. You don't use the character maps, just type it Yeah, just it type in. it in. Yeah, but then you can't keep track of what you've given out, can you? Yeah, that, that's my challenge. I'm, I'm doing it on Word. I'm giving myself the number of points and adding what I need, like what I know I'm going to, yeah. so I can keep track of it. My God, man, I'd, I'd at least use Excel. Well, you could use Excel, it doesn't matter. I use Word. Well, clearly Excel's not working for you, is it? Well, no, I'm not using it. That's why I'm sitting here thinking, maybe if I just used Excel in the first place, I'd be uh... like, I'm better at this. How are we planning to go on then? Is this? I think we've got some good ideas on the characters anyway. I'm I mean, I'm I'm happy with how this has progressed. Um, I think we're at, we're sort of at a point now with the character creation. It's you guys have got the name. You can look at your character sheet and go, oh yeah, this is what Gary's like, or soon this is what David's like, or whatever. It's now up to you guys. Which... If you like, um, not like let us edit each other's characters. But see them because then we have the names in the character tab in case we forget. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll get that sorted out. But um, I think we're at a point now when um, it's now down to you guys um, wanting to flesh out your characters, give them a backstory. You know, maybe write some, maybe write some notes down as to your motivations on why you do certain things or things that you, you as a character, want to get out of the session. Or out of the mm -hmm. sessions, out of this scenario, this campaign, um, and then once everyone's happy, once everyone's like you know finished doing all their, all their skills and everything, yeah, you can do that in your own time. You've you've, you've got the um, you've got the numbers for it now. We can come back to this um, when everyone's ready, and we can sit down and we can do and start uh, session one of series four, Echoes from the Void. 
thank you for listening to episode 49 of Spectre in the Fog, Shuttle on Approach. Tracks used in this episode are Abandoned Windmill and Starship Bridge from TabletopAudio.com. If you like the episode and have any questions or just want to say hi, you can do so on Twitter at SpectreFog or on Facebook at SpectrePod. We also have an official Discord channel, which is free for you to join, links for which are on our social media and in the episode notes. Finally, you can also now leave us a review on Spotify. Five stars would be absolutely spiffing. Until next time, my friends, stay safe and keep investigating.